Welcome back, everyone. Thank you. And here we are again for an important conversation. And first of all, I'd like to wish everyone happy holidays because we're going to take a break for a week and then we'll resume on the 28th. And, uh, you know, let's say we deserve to have a break and really fully immerse ourselves with our families. So I'm very excited that at least I can do this with you. And the intention all the time of uh, creating this uh, podcast and continuing this Quantum Nurse Freedom International live stream, it's, it's so that we could at least provide um, opportunities to challenge our minds to be in a discomfort, but out of that discomfort, we can see the truth and out of the truth, we can discern what actions to take place because our future, our faith, and even our present situation really depends on our hands. So let's not think like we're providing you the best guest whom I can tap in and I could invite. And I'm very thankful for their generosity, for sharing their time and their brilliance. It's not for you to believe everything that we have to share, but for you to start really thinking, thinking on your own. Because for a long time, we have been duped. And in fact, even for me, I, I haven't stopped being bewildered now and then. Because hey, David, it's interesting that you think you know certain truth, but then as you continue to study, it's like, wow, that's really kind of that's really what was happening. That's really the true history. And before you know it, it's like, oh, we, we you know how much all of us have been duped to believe in something, and some of us have been bamboozled to really kind of like put ourselves in that midst that now we're full divided. But it is high time for us to start thinking of which side of history you want to be on. So today, I'm very excited to have attorney David Meiswinkle. And he, he's an old friend from years ago through a dancing community because, you know, I have a full life as I was immersed in holistic nursing. Every time I'm off, I'm off to my dance community. And then we we haven't seen each other. And by the time we saw each other, it was fantastic because we know we were both on the same side of history. So now I get to learn a little bit more about David Meiswinkle, not just dance with him in, in a dance community, but dance with him in this fight and, you know, um, challenge to assert our sovereignty. So from what I know a little bit about David Meiswinkle, he's a New Jersey criminal defense attorney of United States Army veteran and retired police officer. And he already has a history of being a whistleblower, successfully addressing local, municipal, and police corruption. And it's we're on the same state. So this was happening in New Jersey. He served for three years also as the president and executive director of the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry. And all of us knew what happened in 9-11, but not all of us know what truly, truly happened and why it happened and underlying truth about 9-11. And that continues because we have to continue to, to fight for justice for all those who have been affected. And us living 
are affected with our mind. It's a mind game. And presently, he's a board member and president of the National American Renaissance Movement. And I want him to speak more on other things like, you know, how he had that, uh, he co-hosted that Quantum Matrix radio show, because it's kind of more interesting to hear from him. Okay. All right. Thank you, David, and welcome. Thank you very much, Grace. You know, you, you said something to begin with about truth. And let me just tell you a quick little story. Years ago, when I, I kind of knew that sooner or later I was going to settle down, uh, I took a leave of absence from my job and I, I, I went around the world for six and a half months with a backpack. And the goal there at that time was to be in the high Himalayas at a certain time so I could be near Mount Everest and see the, the high peaks. And in route, I was in Australia and uh, I hitchhiked the entire continent of Australia over 9,000 miles around it. And in the area called Proserpine or Shoot Harbor, which is near the Great Barrier Reef, I met a young guy. Uh, we were young guy, he was about my age, and we were talking about the meaning of life. And he was uh, he was an artist, and uh, he said to him the meaning of life was a search for beauty. And uh, I thought that was you know quite honorable. And I thought for myself, I said, well, the meaning of life for me is a search for truth, and truth is often ugly. So as, as we start, uh, you know, getting into the this uh, COVID stuff and what's behind it, uh, the truth is it's very ugly, and we really have to address that. Now, you mentioned the Quantum Matrix radio program that, I, that we used to do with a, a woman named Pamela Sensei, very interesting woman. She had a bike across the United States by herself. Well, actually, two women started together in North Dakota. They split. And this was for 9-11 Truth. And she had two documents she wanted to present to the FBI. I thought they were very important documents. And uh, as she uh, she biked, and this took months, right? And she slept out under trees and bushes everywhere. Uh, she started getting close. She was, she was heading to Washington, D.C. And I got a call. Uh, because I knew people in architects and engineers, they wanted an attorney to go down there and meet with her while she presented this uh, evidence uh, to the FBI. And that's how I met her. Uh, later on, we, uh, we hooked up, did the radio show. And uh, then we also walked together 440 miles with backpacks from Shanksville, where a plane 90, 993 crash in Pennsylvania woods. And, uh, all the way down to the Potomac, which is going to Potomac to Washington, was about 220 miles with uh, uh, gear and camping and filming on behalf of, in honor of, of the victims of 9-11. Then we changed our gear and we walked up from all the way from uh, Washington, D.C., after we had left the Pentagon, to uh, ground zero, basically. We went through uh, Baltimore, Wilmington, Philadelphia, New Jersey, up to the... Uh, George Washington Bridge and down into Ground Zero. So that's a little bit about her. In between, we had a radio show, Grace, all right? And uh, we talked about a lot of unique uh, topics. And, uh, you know, so that, that was a few years back. But I, I mentioned that because uh, all of that is, in a sense, a search for truth. And also, we tried to document as much as we could with people that we, we met. We were the, the purpose of this was to do a film. And half of the film was done. The second half never was. Not yet, anyway. The, the footage is there, though. Thanks for sharing that. And I, 
you know, most people I believe don't really uh, know that, you know, a lot of concerned groups continue to do the investigation and, you know, so that at least, we, you know, we, we don't have to be blind eyed again, you know, because these things are connected, isn't it? So, but talk, talk to me about how that came about when you guys created a lawyers group for that. And what was really the, yeah, what was the outcome of that? Is there anything positive that came out of that? So then maybe from that conversation, we could, you could lead us to what you're doing again with the National American Renaissance Movement. And before you answer me, I just want to remind my audience that if this, if this resonates to you now, so do like and, and share it. And if, 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 and for later, if you have more time, so continue to like, subscribe, and keep sharing it, okay? Thank you. You're talking about the Lawyers uh, Committee for 9-11 Inquiry. And uh, along with Architects and Engineers uh, for 9-11 Truth, I think they are the two top organizations maybe in the world for 9-11 Truth. Uh, what we did, and we, our organization started around the latter part of 2015, and we had no, no money whatsoever. But eventually, we did generate some funds. And one of the things we did was we collected the evidence that the architects and engineers had gathered, and we formatted that into a legal document and took it into uh, the court, uh, took it to a petition, a grand jury petition in the federal courts in the Southern District. And uh, there was an attorney general named Berman uh, who was in charge of reviewing that material and said he would comply with the law, but he never did comply with the law. In other words, we spent uh, about five years trying to just to get evidence that showed that the towers uh, were brought down by controlled demolition. All right. Now, a lot of people think it was because the the uh, airplanes that hit and et cetera, but that's not that's not the case at all. The evidence will show you that there was explosions in the building. There's many witnesses to it. Uh, there is a high-grade military explosive which was found in the dust called nanothermite, uh, which was uh, part of the operation to help bring them down and facilitate their, their coming down. And uh, eventually even went to the, you know, the, the request was to the Supreme Court to take it up after the appellate division would not honor our appeal, and they denied to take it. So to this day, there has never, at least to my knowledge, been a uh, official investigation uh, through a grand jury into the crimes of 9-11. Uh, that, it's incredible. Now, uh, this leads up to a little bit what, what I'm doing right now. Uh, we, we had done, before I left, the last thing that, that we, we had done, we uh, did a really good investigation into the anthrax attacks. If you recall... Right after the uh, towers were attacked, or right, right after 9-11, a week later or so, uh, some anthrax was sent out in the mails. And this was not the regular anthrax. This is a high-grade, uh, really sophisticated. There was a trillion spores in one gram. You can imagine that. I, I can't even imagine that. It was so uh, fine and uh, that it was like a gas. Well, it wasn't really a gas, but it was like a gas. And uh, anyway, we worked that up. I won't go into it because it takes too long. And uh, we found that the person accused of being the killer, uh, the, the brain here, Bruce Ivins, was not 
We found that the FBI had subverted that investigation. It obstructed it. They lied. And that an innocent man really was the fall guy. He uh, he was apparently committed suicide right before uh, the uh, supposedly was going to be indicted. Uh, I don't think there was enough there to, to convict him at all. Uh, we had talked to uh, Richard Lambert, who was the head of the FBI in the investigation. Uh, he came to a lawyers committee meeting that, that I organized. He addressed us for two and a half hours. Just think of this. This was, he was the head of that anthrax investigation, was the biggest in the country at the time for two and a half years. He came and addressed us and he told us, I can't tell you everything, there's a lot of problems here. And I have 16 pages that, that basically a lot of it could exonerate Bruce Ivins, who's supposedly the killer. We met with uh, uh, his best friend, who's a, who's a doctor at Fort Dietrich, and uh, he, he said that. Uh, he was innocent, he gave us an affidavit, said he thought he was murdered. I uh, spoke with his son, who was a police officer now. He thought the worst things happened to his dad, that he was innocent. We got affidavits from three colonels from Fort Dietrich or Yosemite uh, that said he was innocent and why. And uh, we had some of the top people in the anthrax area, uh, you know, interact with them. So uh, that was the last work that we did. We submitted a grand jury petition in Washington, D.C. on that. And uh, also, uh, you know, I don't know what was left, and I'm not sure the, what the progress is on that. So that leads us into now the National American Renaissance Movement and what's happening here. When we first started the Lawyers Committee, uh, William Pepper, who's a prominent attorney involved with both, I think, the Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King assassinations, uh, he had come in, in, in the sense of... Uh, uh, defending, I believe, like Sirhan Sirhan and James Ray, that they were Patsies. Anyway, uh, he came to our a meeting and he says, you never get anywhere in the federal courts. It's too corrupt. Of course, I mean, we, we necessarily believe it. And we said, well, let's try it. And we tried it. And we didn't get anywhere. In other words, we had evidence and we had people that lost their loved ones in the towns that were plaintiffs on the petition. And the government would not we ask for a mandamus for the judge to order the u.s attorney to do his job and that's to present evidence of of murder basically of the control of the demolition of the towers and uh they wouldn't do it so that's really telling you something about the united states in the illegal system and it goes back to the time of john kennedy's assassination robert kennedy's assassination martin luther king's assassination malcolm x assassination and the deep state. And it went up through the Vietnam era, it went up through Oklahoma bombing, it went up through 9-11, and today we're right front and center in the middle of this, uh, this new world order, reset, transhumanistic agenda, which involves these uh, killer vaccines. So one of the things that, that we learned again, and that's why our grand jury petition right now is directed towards the states, is maybe there's a little more independence in each uh, separate state to uh, conduct their own investigation, which they can. And, and maybe they're not as, their hands aren't as tight as in the federal government, which seems to be uh, more corrupt. So uh, what we've done is, uh, uh, and that's not the main reason why we came together, but that's our first action, was to uh, create a grand jury petition 
you, anybody can find it at nationalarm.org if you want to go on and do the drop down. There's 10 of them up there, not right now for states. We've done New Jersey and Pennsylvania and California, New Mexico, Idaho, Ohio, Texas, etc. What's interesting, we sent a, uh, a thumb drive to both the uh, governor and the attorney general in Texas and to uh, probably over 240 uh, district attorneys there and sheriffs. And uh, there is, has been some action. I'm not saying we were responsible in any way, but there has been a case now filed by the attorney general in Texas on the, uh, on the uh, COVID matter okay, and the vaccines, which is really uh, heartening. Uh, the state of Florida has been advanced as far as any state in the United States uh, down there. Uh, uh, Joseph Latipo is the uh, Surgeon General. Uh, he has been doing an investigation for over a year. Uh, one of our board members, Joseph Sansone, is leading a charge of banning the jab. So on the, on the national arm, Joseph Sansone is a doctor, and he, is, uh, he has, uh, I think, 10 counties and then this is through the, the Republican Executive Committee, 10 counties that have actually passed the, passed the ordinance that they would ban that vaccine in their county. All right. And it, it actually it, it went out to Idaho and the whole, whole Republican Party in Idaho did the same thing. That his ban the jab. So that's pretty profound. Another member on our board is Dr. Anna Mahalcha. Dr. Anna is. Uh, uh, she's an amazing uh, doctor, and she does a lot of work with dark field microscopy. And she has uh, located in the vaccines a, a technology or a network uh, that should not be there, hydrogels, etc., that uh, are, are very harmful. So you can see her where both them, Joseph Sansone and Dr. Anna Mahalcha, you can see about them as being on our board of directors. But they also have separate sub stacks so you can get up on their material. Uh, there, Joseph Sanson is the most probably on the ground uh, leader in the country right now. And Dr. Anna Mahalcha, her work, which is corroborated by Dr. David Nixon down in Australia and like at least 26 colleagues that have this type of special equipment to look at the vaccine, what's in the vaccine. Uh, and they've uh, identified this technology that's there that should not be there. And uh, I would say they're the leading edge right now in the world as far as presenting this. And for many people, many doctors, good doctors, they may be too far out for them yet, but they'll catch up to it because this, what we're experiencing is a act of genocide. This is not a little crime. This is a major assault on the human race, a major assault. Now, I've talked a while now, Grace, maybe you want to ask some questions or, or I mean, I can continue. I, we can go, you know, however you want to work it. Yeah, no, you can continue and mention other board members because actually what I'm doing is I'm typing them down and I could put it as a streamer. Right. Well, if you go on our website and look, it says about norm, you hit on that and you'll get uh, the board and the mission statement. Okay. Now, here's uh, one of our advisors. Look at these advisors. Is uh, Francis Boyle. And he's international law at the University of Illinois. And uh, what he's known for is he drafted the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorist Treaty back in 1989. And he was just one to say this is a bioweapon. That's one of our advisors. He created the law, and which was unanimously uh, voted on in Congress 
uh, at that time. Now, another one of our advisors, Peter Bregan. Now, Peter, I've discussed with him about this, and uh, he's really, uh, he did a, 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 a excellent book, him and his wife, Ginger, on the global predators. And he's looking at this more and more as the act of genocide uh, throughout the entire world, because these, uh, of course, have never been informed consent of what's in these vaccines. No one knows what the long-term prognosis is. We know that there's a lot of people dying, that it's interfering with the birth of, of children, uh, and it seems like it's uh, intentionally geared to help depopulate the world. And of course, that would go along with the philosophy of those who want to basically uh, run the world. Uh, so that's uh, that's uh, Peter Bregan. Peter also, he's a psychiatrist. He was the, one of the most influential, maybe the most influential person in the, in the country to get rid of lobotomies. You know, that's when they re-alter your mind and electric shock. So, I mean, I mean, we're honored that they're, they, they thought enough of the national arm to become, uh, you know, our, our, uh, our, uh, guides basically, or our advisors. Uh, we have other members. I've mentioned Frank Agamemnon. He's a veteran of nine 11 activity. He's from New Jersey, Grace, uh, Michael Springman, Michael Springman is an attorney. I mean, Michael Springman has written a couple of books. Uh, he was in Rihad in Saudi Arabia, and he worked for the uh, the uh, you know like the embassy. He was trying to keep uh, certain kind of people from coming into the country, like look people that sort of resemble terrorists. And uh, basically, he was getting all kinds of problems with that. So he's like a whistleblower. That's Michael Springman. Michael Diamond is a, a, a retired attorney too. He was a former county prosecutor. And uh, he was also a chief environmental enforcement administrator in the state of New Jersey at one time. That's pretty cool, right? That's, uh, you know, that's uh, Michael Diamond. Now, J.B. Hawkersmith, he's down, down in Georgia. And J.B. does film and editing and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, if we need something, you know, a, a piece cut, like uh, and we need, he is, he'd take an eight-hour presentation and, and condense it to five or six minutes you know, of quality. So that's that's the kind of background he has. So that's our board right now. We have seven people on our board, and we have two advisors. And we're looking for other board members. We have some people in mind, uh, but I mean, we're not in a rush to do that. Uh, what we have to do for anybody that wants to get involved with uh, uh, the nationalarm.org, uh, we need a treasurer. A treasurer, from my experience with the lawyers committee, and uh, from my experience now, are very hard to come by. You have to find someone that has a, a background in banking, auditing, or accounting, and is not intimidated to work with money, you know, and that knows how to file reports. It's very important. What we also need, I need, are help with the uh, assistant administrators so that when we send these grand juries out, we want to do for every every state the, the template. In other words, we take a template that we have, and then we reformat it to custom make it to that, that state. Because the state laws are different. I mean, some states, surprising to me, have a law on genocide, like Ohio. I wouldn't know that. You know, there's a federal law on it. Most people don't even know there's a federal law on genocide. But there is. But there's a, a one in Ohio. And some states have laws on treason. All right. Wow. That's pretty. Because there's, of course, there's a, a national law on treason. But we didn't know the state laws have it. And uh, there's laws on some states have laws on sophisticated laws on bioweapons. All right. So that's really good. This, uh, what is being administered, these vaccines, or what has been and, and continues to be, 
in our estimation, is a bioweapon. It always has been, and it's 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 lethal. It's, it could be lethal. It, it's certainly debilitating, and uh, it's no good. It should not be in the market. So that's a little bit of our board and my, myself. You, you, you know, I a former police officer and an army veteran, and uh, you know, I've been an activist since I was uh, at Rutgers. I was the president of the student body years ago. I used to have long hair and a beard during the Vietnam there. <laughs> All right. But I have been in I have been in the army too, and I've, so I've never been against the army against unjust wars, right? So we have, you know, that's a continuation of our history. Unfortunately, it seems like we were lots of times in on the wrong side of things recently. Well, if it's it's good to know that even you, as a lawyer, yeah, is still surprised that in every state there are. Yeah. Seems some things that are, you know, is slightly different from New Jersey, and that you can use that, and each state has maybe something better to to use as a tool. And I just want to tell you also that my role for you and other organizations like yours will be: I'm always ready to provide a platform for you so that other people could know what you're doing. Okay. Wait up. <laughs> One of our this this to mention is, is a personal friend of mine is Clifford Carnica. Most most people never heard of Clifford. Uh, they should though. Clifford is uh, one of the first to really study chemtrails or, or the geoengineering, the spraying. Uh, for those that are uh, older, we know what the sky used to look like and the cloud formation. But younger people don't. They take it for granted. They see a hazy sky. They see these streaks up there, and the streaks seem to spread out. Well, Cliff, back in uh, 19, uh, well, the turn, of the turn of the century, to go over 20 years, uh, he's been uh, studying the quality of the air uh, that is coming down from those chemtrails. And he's isolated aluminum and strontium and barium and titanium. These things aren't supposed to be in the air. <laughs> We're not supposed to be breathing them. They're supposed to be breathing aluminum, but they're not, they're micro size, so you don't see them. And he's also uh, probably one of the most uh, experts as far as discovering a disease most people have never heard is Morgellons. And Morgellons is a, a uh, it's like a parasitic disease where people, they used to say people were hallucinating, but now that the CDC even acknowledges it, where things actually start growing out of their skin. And uh, this is uh, what's, what's kind of really fascinating is that Dr. Anna Mahalcha in the work that she's doing uh, and the doc, and, uh, and Clifford Cornicum and the work that he's doing, uh, and, and she's doing, they're both doing blood, but he's doing the blood of uh, people that have had Morgellons, and she's doing the blood of people that have been vaccinated, and they're finding the same kind of fibers and hydrogels in both sets of bloods. And this is kind of, I mean, this has really had not been out there, uh, Grace. Uh, he tried to get the federal government years ago to identify what he found. They will not do it. After a year and a half, they finally sent his samples back. He has called it across the main bacteria. So in other words, there is a pathogen that was synthetically created that we are breathing in that nobody even knows about. And that seems to be uh, a component of these vaccines at the same time. Okay, just to show you how sinister this could be and how uh, deceptive it is and how you wouldn't even know it. So when you you talked about uh, you know a, a platform maybe that might be a good platform, uh, Clifford lives in a RV with his wife out in the West. He's off the grid as much as he can, but he is uh, a, a brilliant scientist. Right. 
I'll make sure I'll get his info from you later on because not everyone is really, um, well, sometimes I try to get people who are in the uh, anti-climate change movement, not as a denier, but they just know that it's a, it's another fake, you know, um, information for us to be fearful. But, um, but from uh, there's not a lot who can really talk much about it. So I'm glad you mentioned him and I'll try to reach out. But it Sometimes, David, it's even interesting that we don't really need to be a scientist or to have all those degrees. It's helpful if we are not um, manipulated to think the way they want us to think. And if we have still left our faculty to be critical thinkers, that helps uh, those degrees. But some, it's just basically if we are observant in our day-to-day -day life. And like I was listening to, you know, a conversation today of you know um, what's happening in in uh, in in Canada and all those uh, con continuing control about those jabs that health professionals need to take and they're not even you know some some people just common people keep doesn't seem to see that hey there's really an increase of death whether you say it is through the jab or not but there's an increase of death so what could that be so well i guess i had to mention that because when you're when we're trying to reach and educate people with a number of topics these topics truly are related it, it's just like as a holistic nurse when someone comes to me with res, a respiratory issue i have to already ask what's what happened recently or then what happened in the past okay and you know you talk about lifestyle and everything else and just the environment so th those things are important now I, I wanted to ask you again um in terms of the grand jury okay for in relation to the to the national arm.org um, i introduced to you that other organization the beyondthecon.com um, and they kind of all doing so much uh, systematically they're doing something for the grand jury investigation i wonder if you have a plan to collaborate with them and what's your thought because they what you you shared to me in 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 person is that you, and also it's in your website so for the audience go check out the nationalarm.org because there's information out there that they've been doing so please share me your thoughts in terms of collaborations with others right well it, it, listen i i read their uh grand jury petition and i took some notes on it i mean i can get the notes up but this i won't do that right this moment but uh i thought it was very good it was it's different from ours in that uh one is it's filed in the federal court right and that's that's what we had done with the lawyers committee we filed in the federal court i think this is in oregon all right so i mean it'll be interesting to see how that develops maybe oregon is more open in new york okay we did it in new york city where the towers were and uh we got nowhere unfortunately five years so we spun our, our wheels over there and the supreme court would not take it so uh but anyway that's a strategy though and, it, and it's a good strategy to use both uh the crimes that that i can remember them talking about a lot of it had to be fraud which we stress too they a lot of times they stress the fraud 
in the uh, accounting of the COVID. In other words, I think that they uh, they, they stress that it was uh, the figures were inflated, and and people were making money off the hospitals were uh, death certificates were altered. In other words, the definition of, of what you know the primary death would be versus uh, comorbidities, etc., like that. So that if you uh, stress that this was a COVID-related, you were going to get more money. So the hospitals were raking money in by saying it was COVID-related, et cetera. Uh, what we did, and, and, and let me just quote from you from this, is a, from actually from Bobby Kennedy's. Uh, uh, we have, a, I think, 151 exhibits in our, our grand jury petition. Uh, but uh, right during the book, uh, I, I took a quote out of, of Bobby Kennedy's that had to do with the 1976, uh, this was uh, the uh, swine flu vaccine was pulled after 25 people died, all right, accordingly, uh, that was pulled it off the market. And uh, and then this is to contrast that between uh, December 14th and October 1st of 2021, it's about eight months. 16,000 people died from the vaccines, according to the various statistics they had. Oh, I mean, you can just think that. And and this amount was greater than all vaccine-related deaths in the history of them uh, accounting for in 33 years of it. So in eight months, this vaccine killed more people, according to the various statistics, than all previous vaccines did. And the knowledge that uh, 25 people dying was enough to take the vaccine off the market in 1976. It shows you how far we've fallen and how much clout the pharmaceutical companies have. So uh, one of the things I think that is different from our petition than, uh, than the petition that, that, I, that I read, uh, again, the statistics would be really good. I think to, to merge uh, maybe both documents somehow, I would love to look at those statistics because I think uh, Dr. Ely is, is an expert with analysis of statistics and things of that nature, and it it, it comes through in the in the, uh, the the evidence I think that's there and that I haven't got, had opportunity to examine. But uh, what we do is, for example, we talk about racketeering and we talk about the enterprise. Let me see if I can find, and I'll read to you what the enterprise is. And the enterprise has to do with uh, the racketeering, all right? And the racketeering is is, is uh, interstate type of activity, and and uh, the enterprise is key because it can bring in people that are sort of hide behind the scenes. And the RICO statutes were developed to get the masterminds that sort of plan this thing out. And you can't really get them because they have everybody in between that's doing the killing, etc. But let me read if I can, and you get a feel of where we're coming from from the uh, from the national arm. Uh, it says uh, the enterprise in this COVID nineteen case consists for the most part of organized white collar criminals implement a global leading looting scheme at an unprecedented level, which includes individual federal employees and their departments of employment, pharmaceutical CEOs and their corporations, major media, major social platforms, 
hospital administration, university professors in their schools, NGOs, nonprofits, international banks, which is orchestrated from behind the curtain or deep state for a number of nefarious purposes, including the making of billions of dollars in illegal profit from harmful injections, the collapse of the economies of the nation states to sabotage national sovereignty throughout the world, especially the United States, through the accumulation of catastrophic debt to further deplete the resources of the middle class and poor, to undermine the United States Constitution and its rights and the freedom and sovereignty of the United States citizens, and to debilitate, weaken, and reduce the world's population through the injection without informed consent into billions of individuals of experimental vaccines which are bioweapons of undisclosed content, but which harbor toxic nanolipid particles, spike protein, mRNA technology, self-assembling systems, and other toxic substances for an experimental diet of hurting the human race towards transhumanism and the control by artificial intelligence known as the coming fourth industrial revolution, digital slave economy. These crimes amount to a quiet class war on the world with silent weapons, in particular in the United States, where the pandemic death count has been highest. The pattern of racketeering activity is an integral part of a global cabal intent on world domination, which has in name metamorphosized from the new world order to the Great Reset. So that sort of sets up just the racketeers. I mean, this, I don't want to read the whole thing. But it's worth reading, though, all right? And it's worth reading through the crimes. And uh, what we're saying is that uh, I, the complaint, in Oregon, I don't see it in Fauci. We mentioned Fauci. I don't see a mention in, uh, uh, of uh, Gates. We mentioned that. We mentioned uh, Klaus Schwab as, as, as persons of interest. That's what we say. Now, a person of interest is a person uh, that uh, can have information, a person that wants to cooperate, or it's a person that needs further investigation. So I would say that, uh, and, and you can go down the list of the Collins, et cetera, the heads of the, the, the pharmaceuticals, et cetera, and there's not, no doubt there's people we missed. But, uh, and this, and no doubt could be revised and made better. But it sort of stands the test right now. So I, I just mentioned one crime, the racketeering, that's not mentioned anywhere. And uh, state statutes, there are state statutes for racketeering, not just the federal. But it, the key to me is, is the fraud. Now, the fraud was, uh, and it's, it's looked at differently than, say, the, the Oregon uh, action, uh, because we're looking more at the fraud before, and I think they're looking at it more after, and how the people are making money off, uh, you know, how they're assessing and defining and the PCR tests. And so we cover that to some extent, how they were, they were fraudulent. But what we do is there's three actions of fraud right at the beginning. And, uh, uh, you know, the whole thing with the, the, bat, the, the guy getting bit by a bat and all that, that was, as far as we are concerned, was a lie. And you can see how uh, there was a gain of function being developed, uh, you know, through uh, patents, which we use as evidence to show that they were making a gain of functions when you take a, a, an organism, you make it more lethal or deadly. So that's what they were doing, working, and that was Fauci funding Ralph Barrick 
and Peter Daszak, the Echo Health Alliance, who had a connection with China, and they were going back and forth. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of this stuff started at the University of North Carolina in the United States with Chinese uh, uh, scientists involved. And then in, I think, 2015, Obama said we don't have any gain-of-function going on. So they transferred it to China, to Wuhan, where it was completed. And uh, there's, a, there's a record of that. So one of the theories was, well, what was this thing? Well, it was a bioweapon created through laboratories that would be the Chinese and, and, and the United States scientists under the auspices of, of Fauci. And then there's other scientists like uh, Dr. Michael Yaden, and there's uh, 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 Reiner Fumich, who's a friend. Uh, Reiner Fumich is a brilliant attorney who's in jail now in Germany. And I, you know, it was honored that he appeared on two programs I organized. And I know him. I, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a fighter. And it seems like right before they were going to do this Nuremberg too, all of a sudden he's getting arrested in Mexico illegally and then transported to Germany where I, I believe he's still being held without, without any kind of bail. I don't know if they have that system in Germany that <laughs> we have a bail system and you get out. Uh, so uh, anyway, anyway, uh, Michael Hayden thought it was the flu. Uh, Vernon flu that. PCR test, the fraudulent PCR test, and through the media, they could create a hype. You know, I think in 2017, Grace, I think there was 80,000 people died from flu. And in 2021, there was only 5,000. Okay. So some people said this was uh, masqueraded. This wasn't really a, a novelty. This was, but then there's others like Karen Kingston, who's an investigator, and she's a whistleblower with uh, Pfizer. Brilliant woman. And, uh, and Dr. Anna Mahalcha said this is a, a synthetic uh, pathogen, uh, the, uh, this, uh, the virus itself, or whatever was people were, were calling COVID, SARS-V2. So there was, uh, there was fraud in the sense of uh, what this thing is. And there was fraud. And here's the thing that really upsets me more than probably almost as much as anything is that there was antidotes right away, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. There are miracle medicines that were easily and readily available until all of a sudden someone realized that these cured and cleared up the, uh, the effects of, of COVID, whatever people were getting. And they made it so hard to get these miracle uh, medicines. And they pillared anyone who did promote them in fact, Dr. Merle Nass, who's a colleague, she was on our ethics committee. She's from the state of Maine. Uh, she lost her license. I, I know she's trying to get it back because she prescribed hydroxychloroquine and, or you know, ivermectin for people that had COVID, if you believe that. And she's an expert in anthrax. She's one like the first she's testified before Congress uh, back with the, the, during the, the war in, in Rhodesia, in Zimbabwe. Uh, anthrax was used, uh, cutaneous anthrax was used as a weapon, uh, it seems to be against the native people. And she was, uh, she studied that. So she goes back all the way to that situation. And here she's without a license. And you know, all these amazing doctors like Dr. Corey and Dr. Uh, uh, Peter McCullough, uh, Dr. Marcola, they're, they're all under attack. Uh, you know, it, it's outrageous. It's so terrible. Uh, but again, that could connect the, the dots because then we say, well, where, where's the media doing an investigation, right? But it's like, where are they were, they the same place they were when John Kennedy was killed. That's where the media is. 
it's a, uh, you know, it's a, unfortunately a, a mockingbird media. If you know, a mockingbird is when the CIA puts their assets in the media. Either they work directly or, you know, they contribute. And so you have all these people hanging out there to direct how we think and how we feel. So, but for shows like yourself and other alternative, uh, we wouldn't get the other side, right? So this is, uh, you know, I don't necessarily tell people to believe what I say, research. Uh, but as we started to show off with truth is really important to me and we're willing to risk our lives for truth. Now, the National American Renaissance Movement, why it's called that, it's called the National Arm, as you know, they shorten it, but national versus global. Because if you, you know, a lot of my friends uh, on the left, and I used to be on the left in that regard, uh, they have been swallowed up by this whole thing about, uh, you know, climate change and, 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 you know, hug a tree, et cetera, which I subscribe to in some, some ways, but not to the way that that's being put down our throats now. It's, it's a fraud, what, what, what has happened. And, and the left has been really taken over by globalists, it seems like. Uh, so it's national versus global. And what the globalists hate is a strong nation state. And, I mean, you can read in their writings. Uh, they want to eliminate all the borders. So that's why he's open borders down in Mexico, where it's just like people coming through. It's like almost like leaving your house open right now and say, come on in. You know, you come home and people are in your bed, they're you know, in your refrigerator, they're in your shower. Well, it's a sort of saying you have to have certain uh, discipline in, in keeping the country uh, so they can get uh, fractionalized and broken up. They are experts, the globalists, at breaking things up. They will call, cause your color revolutions, etc. They will, you know, they're insidious in that regard. So it's national versus global. American, that's our, our state, nation state. Uh, Renaissance, national American, Renaissance, it could be rebirth, it could be revolution. It's in the spirit of the founding fathers, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry. That's where we've taken our lead from. That's the type of revolutionaries we believe that uh, we are in the sense of putting out there. And movement is uh, it has to be a grassroots movement. So national arm, that's what we're talking about. And as I mentioned, we didn't start, uh, we started the organization uh, not because of COVID. Of course, COVID is our first major action. We started the organization as an opposition to the transhumanist new world order agenda. And, uh, you know, and that's what we're going to go. Hopefully this year we're going to address that. And, and if we have time now, I'll go through some of the topics because we're going to create. That warm but maybe, the excuse me, but maybe before, you know, let's not move on yet to the transhumanist agenda because I have a, like, I wanted to really emphasize to our audience that Although we did a rehash of the things that most people, I hope most people know already, but that's not the point of rehashing. Is that rehash is is now we're presenting to you that people, um, individuals, and organizations like under the leadership of 
uh, attorney, Miles Winkle, David, and also the leadership of Dr. Henry Ely in the Bianda Con, that these things are happening. So people don't fret, don't be so scared, but this is the reality that there are scary things and there are scary moments, okay? And yeah, all these things are all connected to one under, maybe under the roof of depopulation, but basically control, control, control. And of course, what's driving them perhaps is all about economic power as well. So David, what... What could be the difficulties that, you know, the the grand jury investigation would meet? What what would the what what will be the difficulties in front of that? You know, to make it to make it progress, okay? And and how what would individuals can do to really also to help, um not just to help themselves, but to help organizations. But just because I know some people will say, oh, that's going to be difficult. So tell us the upcoming difficulties that you know of. Well, it may be difficult, but it, it may be not so difficult if we can organize. And that's what the National Arm's about. We want to create an arm in every state. So there'll be a New Jersey arm, there'll be a Pennsylvania arm, there'll be a Florida arm. And those arms will be organized around an issue. Now, one of the issues could be a grand jury. So we want to do a template for every state. So when those citizens in that particular area, they can then go to their Congress people or their uh, state legislators with petition and they say, hey, this sets some action. Or they can go to the, their US, uh, US attorneys, but their prosecutors and things of that, try to get some action. What we're trying to do is raise awareness because some people still, they have no idea how uh, evil uh, the government can be or how evil these pharmaceuticals are. So, uh, yeah, there's difficulty uh, in the biggest difficulty is for people to turn the light on, to start realizing there's a problem here. Uh, this is uh, one of the solutions is through the grand jury. Uh, and if uh, the evidence is good and you find in your state brave prosecutors or, or a brave attorney general like like down in florida i mean like joseph latipo the surgeon general there is doing something that's not been done anywhere else in the country why is that it should be done in every state so you, you're right grace it's not easy because uh, uh but here's the thing this is the bottom line is that we don't have a lot of time left because they they're putting on a a, a full court press they will their their date according to there, them is 2030. All right. They want to lock this in as much as they can. So you can expect, and they've already told us, the economy is going to implode one way or another because they're bringing in a central bank digital currency and there will be no dollar bill anymore. Uh, you can imagine if everybody's money is just digital and you have no access to any cash, uh, how controlling that could be, how debilitating that could be. Uh, I mean, one of the things people ought to do is start to look at, and this is the writings, they're smart cities. You know, there won't be, you won't be able to drive a car across country. I've been the last five years, four to five years, I've driven across country. I love going across the United States, right? I go to Arizona, California, and everywhere in between. You know, so you go to Yellowstone, or go to Grand Canyon, or go to the Tetons, wherever you want to go. But it won't be that way someday if we allow this, and if we don't wake up.
We have to wake up. And in particular, I mean, the uh, military, you know, I was in the military short, short while, but I was there. And, uh, you know, they're really abusing these guys with these vaccines. They, and it's experiment. They'll even admit they do experiment with the, the military prison populations, with college population, any kind of big population. And they're all into statistics, you know, and okay, this this thing causes that, and etc. So they're putting a lot of poisons into soldiers. I mean, these guys would be getting sick. I mean, the Gulf War syndrome and all that stuff. A lot of people say that was related to the vaccines, you know. So uh, no, it is it is difficult. It's it's very difficult. That's why we have to say the National American Renaissance Movement grassroots. It has to be even your neighbor. You know, eventually, talk to your neighbor and say, hey, you know, this is bad news. Nobody wants to admit it. It's as I said before, the truth is often ugly, and this is ugly. This is is really ugly. When you think what they're doing to the little babies that aren't being born, or they are being born with different kinds of birth defects, the whole history of vaccination has to be relooked at. You know, there's all kinds of autoimmune diseases and things of that nature, autism and things of that nature, which seems to be connected to the vaccines. If we had 72 vaccinations to kids, I mean, that's atrocious. And then when we grew up, I mean, they had a, a, a vaccines, but people had more of a natural immunity, measles and chicken pox and mumps and all that stuff. We had, we had seven kids in our family, so it was no big deal. You got sick and, and then you, you were stronger for it after, you know. Now people don't have any natural immunity because they got these crappy vaccines crap in them. Uh, but uh, I don't know if that answers your question. What what? No. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. And um, one of the other, well, I asked about the difficulty, but actually the solution is right in front of us, which means what we're doing right now is a solution. Okay, so for people who say there's no solution, there is a solution. When there's a problem, there's always a solution. And for me, the situation is all about the battle of our mind and the battle of our perceptions, the battle of our creativity. And because we've been so for hundred for centuries and who knows how long that we've been bombarded with a lot of repetition of who we are, what our body is, who, who, you know, what's happening in our community and what's happening with people, you know, whether it was before the internet and more so now with the internet. So that's like a battle of the mind. So one solution and uh, is really keeping our mind, our mental health, and the mind, for me, emotional is part of the mind, is that we have to really know what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, and how our body operates in this when they said, okay, this is gonna harm you. Okay, because that's when when the, the that's the first thing that I heard about the lockdown was I was in New York in a theater. We were part of the Filipino theater, and then when they said, you know, it's been declared as pandemic. That's the first thing that, you know, I knew it was a fraud already. Why is that? Because growing up in an ethos of indigenous healing in the Philippines, you are taught to do a lot on your own without seeking 
the help of a doctor or someone in the field, because that's not really like the fall, the go-to, that's not the first instinct of someone who grew up with with the environment, you know, respecting a lot of the elders. So that's one. That's for me is number one. And with this organization, the nationalarm.org and the beyondthecon.com, and there's so many other good organizations out there. If you look at their website, there's always a, um, a, a, a part there. There's always a section for your support for health. or a, a, and, and there's always someone who is part of their board who knows about health. So make sure that you arm yourself, arm your mind. And when you arm your mind, it, it's like your, your, the help comes to you comes to you naturally you will know that oh i can do this oh i don't have to believe everything that they say that could harm me and then now you start masking yourself which for me when you mask yourself it's just telling yourself to shut up or someone is telling you to shut up and what kind of sovereignty is that when you're being your you know you're just someone's telling you to shut up so that's a solution that i see and so when you when when we so that anything so that anything that comes your way with this a lot of you know from the ufos to the climate change to something else then you're like don't get like be scared right away so that's just what i was thinking of that now don't you think that's it's a narrative war excuse me grace what, what, what was i didn't hear you don't you think it's a narrative warfare a narrative warfare, well, well, well it is. Uh, so some uh, if, if, if a narrative, it, it, it means it's a, a story, uh, you know, that, that they're presenting. But uh, I, it, we, we are, I'm, we're in a battle right now. And that's probably the first thing I should have mentioned. We are under attack. We're under siege. It's a spiritual battle. It's a, a psychological battle. It's a physical battle. And it's a battle for the preservation of the human race or how we want to define ourselves. Because these people now, through their genetic engineering, they, you know, they modify all kinds of things. We look on ingredients like, is this genetic GMO? You know, I don't want GMOs, you know, I don't want these genetic modified organisms. Well, they're turning us into a GMO. <laughs> that's what they're doing. All right, that's what they want to do. There's no restrictions on what they're doing. They don't even know what they're doing, okay? Uh, same with the artificial intelligence, how they're doing that. So uh, part of what we want to do with the National Arm is we're going to be addressing these issues. I don't know if you have the time, I'll go some, down some of the issues that people can then uh, jump on board. And uh, I'll be sending something else shortly to the, the little list we have. Hopefully someday it's a big list of people and asking people to form a group around these issues. It, uh, if you have time, I'll go down it with some of the list. Yes, please. Yes, go ahead. Okay, the, the, the first one was the, uh, the globalist organizations in the United States, like the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. What do we do about them? How do we support them? I mean, how can we allow the World Health Organization to start dictating health to us in the United States? Now, who the hell are these guys? Now, they don't have their own country because they uh, are insidious and they are into all the central banks throughout the world so they can control the finances that's one of the ways they do it so uh they want to have 
vaccine passports? Who the hell are they to say you don't have vaccine passports? Who, who are they? Did you elect them? Do you know them personally? Or have you, do you know anything about them? No, they're put in there by the super elite who we don't even know. They're behind the scenes somewhere. So you have the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. Now, what's he say? Uh, you will own nothing and be happy. Now, that's like the nuttiest thing you could say. You know, you can own nothing and be happy. What does he mean? Well, I think what he means is we'll own everything and then we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Okay. So uh, then you have his sidekick, I call Lou Rasputin, is that uh, you will know Harari. He says you're hackable. He says you have no soul and therefore you have no freedom and dignity. You're a thing in, you're in the Internet of Things now. You know, your, your energy input in commerce. Who the hell is this guy telling me that I'm just a thing and, 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 and there's no freedom, no dignity involved in my life? All right. That's why they hate the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And in, the, in the, our United States, we have God-given rights. We've embraced them. We formed a country based on them. And that's why they want to destroy it, because... It's, it's opposed to what they want to do. They don't believe in rights for us, maybe rights for them, or, or you know, but, or, but they're not, not for the people. So the, the question was the first one, and we would like to have a, 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 around the country, in every state, an arm formed, and, and eventually uh, one of the issues would be what to do about these uh, globalist organizations. Do we kick them out of the country? Do we arrest them? Or what do we do about them? Now, uh, the second one might be government agencies. What do we do about the like, National Institute of Health, the National Institute of Infectious Diseases, etc., the CDC, the FDA? Have they been corrupted and co-opted by pharmaceutical companies? I mean, it seems very obvious that they are. So that whole area of, of government health agencies and, and medical and medicine has to be totally looked at. The, the purpose of this, Buck Mr. Fuller said that as far as taking on the adversary, if you want to do it, you know, the best way is to create a model that makes them obsolete. So what I'm saying is that these, like, say, for our health industry, uh, we have to create the model that makes them obsolete to decide how we're going to address the corruption in the FDA and these other organizations. So that's one another area, uh, banking and monetary system. All right. Now it goes back to the creature from Jekyll Island and G. Edgar Griffin, and the Jek and, and what they wanted to do is basically what they've done is create their their claw in, in the heart of the United States, where basically they control the money system. Now, you know, in the Constitution it says only Congress has a right to coin the money and things of that nature. Uh, and back then they didn't use paper money, they just used coins. But we deeded that right away to private bankers. Now, people don't know the Federal Reserve is private. There's stock interest in that. They're the big banks that own the stock and big insurance companies that own the stock. It's not the people. It's not the people's bank, but it was deployed without going into it. So they're telling us now that they want to reset the economy. They're telling us now that we have to have a new digital currency. Who the hell are they? What maybe an organization, or maybe a chapter of, of, of the national arm will write a 
And what, what we'd like to do is with these white papers and make it all come together as a big book. But we want them to be scholarly and thoroughly researched. But it may be a decision that's made is that they should be audited, which has never been, the Federal Reserve has never been audited, and abolished, dissolved, done away with. And, and you have a new national bank of the United States of America. Why not? I mean, how, do you, how does anything ever begin by beginning? Right? We have to end the, 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 the bad problem. And, and as Professor Fuller said, create the solution that makes them obsolete. Uh, okay. uh, the media, oh my gosh. I mean, we, everybody has been... You, you know, before 9-11, or during that period of time, you could get a lot more information off the internet about 9-11. I mean, you go back there now, it looks like somebody's like taking all the evidence out of there, and, and it's sort of like lackluster. They used to, everything was jumping, everything was popping, so to speak, the information. But they've put all kinds of controls now on the media and also the, uh, the platforms. We've seen that the censorship is, is outrageous. We've all probably had something taken down or censored on Facebook or somewhere. And, and, and I even had a, a whole email erased one time uh, with a lot of important stuff on it and if I Google. But uh, anyway, uh, that's another area. How do you do the media? Should it, should it be monopolized? How many uh, companies should you be allowed to own? Who owns these licenses? Who renews these licenses? How do you make it, if the idea is to make it more democratic, more independent, more truthful. How do you do that? Let's, you know, that's what we're, somebody that has an interest in that, that's what we want them to do. How about it, it, secret weapon systems? <laughs> How about directed energy? Uh, when we look at the fires in California, Paradise, California, we look at the fires in, in Lahaina, Maui. I've, I've been to Lahaina, Maui, spent some time there. And uh, we see the strangeness of these fires. And it, I'm going to mention something now, which is kind of taboo in certain areas of, of 9-11, but I really don't care because it's never been properly investigated as far as I know. Uh, Judy Woods wrote a book called What Happened to the Towers, where she says it claims it was justified and it was directed energy being used. This is back in 2001. Whether it was or not, she was claiming that this technology existed back then. As best I know, it's probably Nikola Tesla technology. Tesla was probably the greatest genius the United States ever had, but when he died, they took a lot of his works and they've been keeping them in secret. So they're in like the three main patents in the HARP projects, uh, which alter the atmosphere, upper atmosphere, and could cause all kinds of problems with uh, Tesla technologies. And probably the uh, the weapon systems are too. The, the, uh, weapon systems that were used in directed energy. So that would be interesting for a group to get into that and compare the fires, the patterns, the burns, and even take it back to 9-11 if that's possible and uh, see if there's a connection there. Uh, another area of health, okay, United States health. I mean, it's like one of the worst of the advanced countries with child mortality, like I think it's one of the highest. I mean, what's happened? It seems like ever since the pharmaceuticals got their hands in the health, we got unhealthy and, and at a quicker and quicker rate. So they, they, that's one of the things that could be examined too. Artificial intelligence. I mean, we all run into this all the time. 
you pick up a phone, it's, it's almost degrading. You know, give me thought. I'm going to talk to a human being. I, no, I don't want to, you know, they keep going around and around. And sort of, what is this? I mean, if you want to do business, you know, you should be required, I think, that human beings have to be involved with it. This artificial intelligence is nice sometimes, but as long as you run, it was running you, that's a problem. And that's, you know, that's going to be prevalent everywhere. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all kinds of algorithms and securities and, and, uh, you're going to be locked in, locked out, uh, surveyed. Uh, a lot of people don't realize, and, and this comes from William Benny, who was uh, the architect at one time of the NSA's uh, system, that you know, national security. That he became a whistleblower, and I know him. Uh, he he said that since 9/11, he says all your text messages, all your your uh, your searches, uh, all your uh, emails. Uh, all your uh, cell phone communications are being harvested illegally, all right? And being stored, I think maybe Utah is one of the big places they have out there. But that's what he's saying. In other words, it's a violation right now of, of our rights, our, our First Amendment rights, of privacy, our Fourth Amendment rights. Uh, ban the jab, all right? That would be a, a nice group. And you could have action groups all across the country where uh, it's just like Joe Sansone is doing down in, in Florida, uh, you know, with the, uh, the his bioweapons uh, uh, ordinance, uh, Dr. Uh, Boyle uh, basically read <laughs> and approved. I mean, you know, in, in the meeting that before Joe went public with that, uh, uh, Francis Boyle being on our advisor, yeah, he, he was asked to to make sure that was correct, what Joe was saying. And he said, yeah, that's correct. So that's a, that's a possibility to uh, people that want to get involved with energy. climate change. We mentioned that before. That's a big one with me. You know, I remember the skies when they were a different color to the large extent. And I've seen how these, I watched these chemtrails, these guys shooting an arrow, they're spraying it. There's an excellent film by called Dimming by Dane Wigington. And he's a, a real expert in this area. And I recommend it to anyone. Dimming, Dane Wigington, and you'll get a real sense of what's going on with the spring. It is not good, not healthy. goes 24-7 all around the world. Who could afford to do this all around the world? Globalists. <laughs> that's who can afford to do it, okay? Who could get away with it? Globalists. That's who. I would say that the United States should have a, a thing, a, a, some kind of law where you spraying this crap. You know, you're open to be, you know, shot down by by American, you know, jet fighters or something like that because you're you're spraying a poison. I would say, cease and desist. That you you spray this crap. You don't fly over our area and spray this. And uh, you can document it if, if they wanted to that it's harmful to people, right? And there's a, a, a insidious agenda connected to it, uh, curing cancer. All right, maybe there will be one group that wants to cure cancer. Why not? I mean, there's a number, I did a show one time and with the Royal Rife, with him, but with his information that he had, and there's a, a, a doctor in Houston, I think his, his name's Brzezinski, Stanislaus Brzezinski, he's brain cancer, but he's been, in, you know, the government has cost him like $2 million to defend himself so he could still practice because they're trying to shut him down all the time. There was a Gershon method uh, that he, he uh, was curing people. And, 
and others, Hoxie and uh, Renee Casey, and there's a fellow, uh, I think, in Italy, I forget his name right now, but I'm sure there's lots of ways to cure cancer, maybe even through frequency and things of that nature. That's what Royal Life did. He cured it through frequency. You know, he did, was able to uh, modulate the oscillation rate of the of the uh, the cancer and then obliterate it. And they, they did they, they did that you know in San Diego with sixteen people. Uh, anyway, that was another one to cure cancer. You're never going to cure cancer if the pharmaceuticals are there and running it. They had too much money in radiation, chemo, or drugs, or surgeries, everything. You never will. You want to cure cancer? Put the pharmaceutical place, you know, in their place. Don't let them run the roost. If they run the roost, you know, you have cancer all the time, forever. Open borders. <laughs> That's why I mentioned before, one of their favorite things is to create division in the society. Who's, when I say they, it's the globalists again. The globalists are behind all these things. Everything I've mentioned is globalism over many years, contaminating, infiltrating the country, the politicians, uh, the people, the doctors, the universities, the, you know, the media, etc. So uh, open borders is uh, is common sense. And not saying we want people. Of course, we want people coming into the United States, but there's a way to do it. <laughs> you know, there's a, a proper way to do it. And not the way they're doing it, not the way they're orchestrating it and put, bringing poor people up, and just using them to batter our, our southern defense, our southern borders. So uh, that would be another area to discuss. And remember, every one of these areas is like a plank or a platform, but it's it's a, a white paper. We have to do something definitive to say, this is the United States of America. This is our policy on open borders, period. And you give it to these uh, politicians, let them run with it. If they're, if they're not, maybe you have to to develop something more political, like we're right now not political because we're a nonprofit. Maybe you need a new political party. A lot of people don't realize until 1856, the Republican Party didn't exist, right? Uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln was the first successful candidate for president as a Republican, 1860. So maybe it's time for a new political party, uh, telecommunications corporations like Verizon and Comcast, they're working in bed with the federal authorities all over the place. What, what are these companies doing? They're private companies, and, and they're sharing that, our information with these, these government agencies that are, unfortunately, they're not there to help us right now, right? Because they're, they've been co-opted and controlled. So, that might be really a good uh, study, a deep dive, like do original research on it uh, to, to say, this is a situation, this is how we're gonna remedy the situation, okay? Uh, agriculture, I mean, the one of the biggest insults when I see that Montana, one of the big you know, chemical companies is the big in agriculture and they create a terminator seed that, that, that destroys good parts of the third world because they can't grow they can't use the seed again. It's, it's done. It's it, it just makes common sense that they're not about life. They're about death. You know, they're, they're, they're about a dystopia. Uh, you know, they, they create seeds that don't produce another year. And they harm probably billions of, of poor people all over the world. And we got companies like them in our agricultural business. I would say that, you know, you want small forms, 
you want uh, ones that are more or, uh, holistic and organic. And and, uh, and and when we talk about the health of the country, we want them to start thinking like that. Grace, you were mentioning about knowing your body. And and, and that would be really good. We little kids were, were brought up thinking like that. that how, how, what's really good for me? And what's good for the, the environment and things of that nature? So agriculture is a big one. How about the tax system? We talk about the IRS, these clowns. Okay, one of the biggest things is, when I say the clowns, I think of, I think of, uh, uh, besides Fauci, I think of the Gates and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You know, there is a foundation, my understanding, they're a 501c3, a 501c3 nonprofit. That's what the National Arm is, 501c3. I mean, we've got like two nickels to rub together. This guy's got billions and billions of dollars tax exempt, and it's, it's, it's a ruse. I'm telling you, if, if we looked into it, we would find out that it's it's a totally political agenda. It's it's not non-political. It's totally political. It's just not using the Democrat or Republican name. It's actually controlling both parties through you know through their monies. But uh, that could be you know should be looked at uh, as far as like uh, we said a tax system. And how about the regular guy? I mean, maybe such thing as should be a fair profit, a fair tax. You know, uh, I don't think people. Uh, resent giving uh, something that's fair to people, but how is our money being used? I mean, is it blood money like uh, in to to manufacture wars in other places? Maybe it should be accounting for that. Uh, the intelligence agencies in the deep state. I've come to the opinion, and I'm old enough now, and it's hard to believe. You know, you, you go through your life and you think when you were younger, and now you're you know, on the other side. But the same problems are there since when I was a young kid. When John Kennedy was killed, and when when Bobby Kennedy was killed uh, some years later, and I said Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X, to me they were all CIA assassinations, and or uh, you know intelligence involvement with, with the FBI, uh, with I think Martin Luther King, and uh, they were never properly investigated. None of them. Why is that? Why were they protected? Why are they still protected? Why was um, Why was if I, may if I may interject, David, yeah, when you point back all the way to the JFK assassination, so some people who are desperately um, feeling desperately feeling hopeless may say, "Oh, you see, that was never resolved. So this thing is not going anywhere again." But and I'm sure, yes. Uh, I had to mute you because there's a vibration that I can see myself. So it's it's like, uh, it's not kind of like going anywhere. But I know these things is going somewhere because if we just kind of watch the little things that are success, consider that as a success. So we shouldn't really give up on doing anything that we know can make a change. Well, well here's the thing. Uh, they've exposed themselves in a way they didn't want to. And it, it, it may even been <clears throat> indirectly, it might have been the Trump thing because they really wanted Hillary Clinton in there and we'd be farther down the road than, than we are right now. They are on a time scale, I think, somehow. And they they, listen, they deal with, uh, let's say, black arts, uh, dark ma you know, black magic and things of that nature. They have a, a different philosophy than we have. They have come out of the secret societies and they use a lot having to do with the timing and ritual and things of that nature. 
I think that they they were uh, obstructed to some extent, uh, you know, inadvertently by by Trump, and that uh, they had to speed this up, and they did it with the you know vaccines and stuff. But certain people came to the forefront, and that was Fauci and Gates, the people in CD4, and some of these others were, we mentioned the the transhumanists become more to the forefront. I, I, as I, and you correctly say that it, it, in a way it's, it looks like this has been happening forever. It has been for a long time, not forever, but for a long time. And uh, for most of our lives in my life, but uh, it's come to a point now where it has to either end one way or another. And that's why people have to, uh, you know, the, the light has to come on. You know, if there's a survival here for the human species, and there is, I think the species sort of creates its own uh, mutations to survive, because I think it wants to survive. And that mutations could be through our individual cells and our organizations that uh, basically, and it can be a contagion of a positive contagion that catches on to other people. But uh, eventually, and I don't know what it'll be that'll wake people up. I don't know. But uh, if they don't, well, we'll, you know, probably most of us won't even know it. You know, that we were uh, lobotomized, basically, in, in a sense that uh, that we are not human beings anymore the way we, th- we were at one time. We don't have the capacity to love, to feel, to think, to analyze, to criticize. We don't have the freedom and dignity because we've allowed them to take it away from us. It's like uh, there's, a, there's a saying they say that uh, 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 is that human beings... Uh, are like uh, like cattle that uh, don't use their ability to think their common sense. As they say that if if you uh, don't use your ability to think, you become uh, beasts of burden, stakes on the table by using consent. All right. So if you don't want to think through this, then you you're, you're giving them a tacit approval to do that. You have to say, say no. You can't do that, and then, uh, then, then you know have have to you have to fight back. And the way we're fighting back is to try to create different uh, uh, ideas at different institutions. Uh, some of the other areas have to do with war policy. I mean, what's happening in Gaza is terrible. I mean, our money is slaughtering, uh, you know, innocents. I mean, there should be some kind of negotiation. This will come in peace, uh, you know, some kind of uh, halt fighting, same in the Ukraine. I mean, that couldn't have been negotiated years ago. I heard that like 4,000 people have been killed. I mean, the need to... Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. There's still... It, and we could just go on and on. Right. Because there's just so much things that's happening that we have to learn how to connect them. And be, be and although we're emphasizing to you that there are many little groups, I call it subgroups, but to be critical, you have to really educate yourself to see the macro, macro ethos. Okay, as you delve into the micro ethos, though a macro ethos, then you can connect them so that you won't just be compartmentalized in one issue. You really see the broader picture and then you could zoom in to your life, zoom into your 
family to your lo local community. So I appreciate David. You at some point you have to we have to do this again because you have so much so much uh, information or knowledge and experience, and I appreciate everything that you shared. I want to end up with uh, this will be my first try because I love memes. And before I ask you more for how the people can can get in touch with you, but I want to share this, David. Okay, it's uh, it's a slideshow of memes, and <laughs> you might like it as well. Hold on, folks. It's my first one to share. Okay, so there's my first one. Can people see that? Can you see that, David? I see that, and it's pro appropriate, right on, and they, it, it's right on point, as they say, right on point. Then the next one, I think we're overpopulated and need to kill all humans because <laughs> I live in the city, and the people that I, <laughs> I can't read it on the bottom one. <laughs> anyway, let me continue, and let me not talk, maybe. <laughs> Truth be told, I think I thrive under a lack of accountability. If you don't hold the party or person you voted for accountable, you're not upholding a civic duty. You're just a fan. The economical, geopolitical, technological, and biological warfare headquarters. And that's the picture of the White House. This is Bell Gates. And see, there's the worth to, to the audio, to my audio platform. This may not be very interesting because I can't read the whole thing and they cannot see the picture. But I'm just encouraging people to lighten their lives, have a little bit of joy. And if you watch a lot of the meme, it's very crazy. It makes you laugh to what's happening. Cheers to all the new geopolitical experts, but who are but not the ones who are regurgitating blatant lies. See, if non-citizens are allowed to vote, then we could start seeing billions of ballots for every election and your ballot would be statistically meaningless. And I put in election memes because election is coming up. Well, it's election day and I guess, let's see what happens, right? I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. But if you're not registered to vote, I will find you and I will register you. <laughs> and whoa. Ukraine and Putin said no, my crane. And of course, to the person who likes my memes, my slide memes, you're awesome. There, that ends my meme how do i end this okay there really how do you like that event <laughs> the first one i maybe i like the best with the and that's where i started out with too with uh fauci and gates right and remember i was a former police officer and uh i would tell you that uh, there are police officers out there and there's uh, prosecutors out there uh both of those fellows live in the united states and uh that would be that would be a great day for the people of this country if they were taken out in handcuffs, okay, and and and, and charged for a number of crimes. 
the crimes that we, we mentioned in our grand jury petition. Uh, but uh, that, that has to actually happen. Somebody has to go to jail for these crimes. And, and it's the difference, again, between a criminal complaint and a civil complaint. Civil complaint, you know, that they're important. I mean, people got injured and lawyers, then, you know, the lawyers will make a lot of money on that. A criminal complaint, there's no money being made by lawyers on it, okay? But there's the greatest gain to the public if the criminals are put in their place and it has to start somewhere. So by those two people there, the two untouchables, uh, Fauci and Gates, uh, right on. And invite them to your website, David. Right. Well, listen, we're a nonprofit and you know, we can help, use any help we, we can. But it's uh, nationalarm.org, nationalarm.org. And there'll be, uh, you know, be a way that you can contribute and get involved. And as I mentioned, some of these areas, because we want to set up a, a arms, American Renaissance Movement arms in every state. And we want to base it around issues, too. So if you have an issue or you heard the issue that you like, we want to develop it like really thoroughly, scholarly, and, and as, it, as something that we would take into court or something that we want to have published. And... Uh, your input is is most desired and needed so please get involved this is the time to do it okay right now thank you very much you can find the podcast in bitshoot in brighton in uh, rumble of course where we're streaming and in twitter and in linkedin when i can and in audio and in uh uh, Apple podcast. So where, wherever I can, I try my best to put it in, in Odyssey. And um, yeah, I'm posting also if you have, you're looking for uh, solutions, health solutions or good sources for your supplements, don't hesitate to get in touch with me uh, at Quantum Nurse. Find, find me. You, you, you can easily find me at graceasagra.bio.link and my website graceasagra.com. And we could have even by phone, I could give you that link or by text, by email. Feel free. I'll give it to you complimentary, especially if I know those companies do energetic testing. Okay. And and when David mentioned earlier about frequency, yep. You have to have those frequency ways of med frequency medicine because we're all frequencies, basically. Thank you so much. And um, remember, enjoy your holidays. Happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. And we are grateful for all our guests before from the very onset and now as well. And thank you, David. And we, Joe, David and I will co-host next in, in December 28th to have Judge Nally and we'll continue our grand jury education, okay? So be safe, be well, and don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and whatever you do, be joyful. Take care, guys. Thank you, David.